0: Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by five brothers. I'm joined this evening by a full complement of brothers. Uh, good evening to Matt, Fran, Paddy, and Andy. We join you after a frustrating, disappointing 0 uh, 0 draw against Man United at Anfield, which leaves Liverpool a little bit adrift at the Top of the Premier League, we're now in fourth position in the table, and we'll be three, uh, four points, sorry, behind Man City if they win their game in hand. So it looked, boys, as though we in a, a good position uh, a few weeks ago, but after uh, those four games, now where we've got we've got three points from a possible twelve, Matt. It looks as though we're not in a great position. But what did you make of the match?
1: Yeah, for obviously very disappointing, and it was a good opportunity to to catch United up, obviously. And also to to kind of put pressure back on Man City. I think it's what we've just been discussing really in the past few weeks that the potency of the front three is is significantly reduced and it's and it's pretty obvious to see. And it looks like to me that they're going through probably the worst worst spell together really in in, in recent times. But what I would say is I think we've got to be positive about it because they're still they're still world class players, and I think that they will get the mojo back. It's just I don't know when that's going to happen. And the longer it goes on, it's going to be much more difficult to get results and we're going to find ourselves further, further behind, particularly Man City.
0: We we played pretty well in the first half yesterday. Um, But as Matt's alluded to, we just couldn't seem to convert chances. I think it was quite a while before we actually had a shot on target, but we couldn't capitalise on a decent start. And then Man United came back in and actually looked the stronger towards the end of the match.
2: Yeah, James, I think Liverpool and United both did the best, really, in terms of ensuring that there was no celebratory sort of hugs <laughs> by not ignoring the obvious and, and obvious concept of, of scoring a goal. I thought the, the game was pretty, pretty much... wasn't very eventful, really. I think Liverpool, obviously, as you alluded to, had a good first half. Played some good football, crisp passing, good pressing again, but once again, I just think Liverpool are struggling to to score to score the goals. I think equally as well, you know, doesn't help when you've got the league leaders coming to Anfield and just sitting back. I thought that you know that was their tactics, and that didn't help the situation. But
3: just on on the stats as well, what is quite staggering is the the fact that Liverpool now have not scored in the last three games. I mean, James, I think you touched on it at the start of the pod. When is the last period that we've seen in in recent time where Liverpool have gone three games without scoring? That's a staggering uh, stat, which demonstrates... What what we already know is that this front three are having a dip in confidence, a dip in form.
1: It's a significant slump, isn't it? Because it's something that we've not seen from, from this front three before. Now, is it a combination of just... Is it, the, is it a combination that's just not working no more or the fact that other teams are sussing them out? I, I, I don't think it is because we're still getting in the right positions.
3: Well, Marne still looks... I know he didn't play very well yesterday, but he still looks dangerous to me. He still looks like he can drop the shoulder and go past the man. The more concerning aspect for me is the form of Salah and Fabino, because both of those don't, players don't look like they're going to score.
1: Can I say something, though? And to counter that, Mane has only got six goals this year so far. I hear what you're saying about Firmino, and perhaps Salah's contribution overall is not as good as Mane's, but he's still six six goals, two assists.
3: But he infuses that Liverpool team with energy. Mane, he gets the energy up, the 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 counter press up. Whereas I think Firmino yesterday, James was just absent. And not only that, but when he did get the opportunities, when he did find himself in the key um, areas of the pitch, he fluffed his lines.
1: Well, he had, um, he had five shots, didn't he? With only, I think, only one on target, I believe. Which is significant, isn't it? Because it shows that we're just not, we're not finishing, are we? Or we're not even getting, getting shots on target.
0: No, I think I think that was the problem, wasn't it? That we actually started the game really well. I mean the first half an hour, the only thing that was missing was a goal. I think Klopp said that himself after the match and the press conference. If you score a goal, you go one nil up, the game changes. United have to be a bit more um risk uh less risk averse, sorry, in terms of what they're doing. And the problem at the moment, as we've discussed, is we just can't score. I mean, as, as Paddy said then, um, you know, briefly in response to Andy's question, it's 15 years, isn't it, since we've gone three consecutive Premier League games without scoring. And don't forget before this as well, we've been the the top scorers, haven't we, in the Premier League? Haven't we been out, out outscoring Manchester City, which is unusual for us? And for some reason, we've just had a nosedive in form but for me, Pad, if you look at that first half, once you don't score with that dominance, United, just in a less significant way, but the same way as the second half, actually looked a little bit dangerous, didn't they, towards the end of the first half? And if you don't score, you, the, the natural ebb and flow of a football match against another top side means that you're going to put yourself at risk.
4: Yeah, if you don't get goals, then it just puts pressure on yourself and it drops your confidence and gives them confidence and that's all United did. They uh, parted the bus for the first half. They didn't create anything in the first half. I think they had one shot and then they grew in confidence and we've seen that tactic from a lot of teams um, in the last couple of weeks and we've not been able to, to break them down or have that final piece of quality um, to finish them off. And so if you don't score, you, you allow yourself to get to get punished and we, we almost did but... Uh, Ali pulled off two great saves and what's concerning for me is we just seem to have lost that spark up front. That ability to blitz teams and just even just have five minutes where we score two free goals or create four or five really good chances. Just There just seems to be uh, a loss of, of spark and um, definitely short term there's a slump in confidence and performances. But the question for me and the concern for me is how long has this been going on for? I know we've we've, we've changed our style of play quite a lot over the last 12 months, I and mean, we rely a lot more on the, on, the, on the wide play. Has that made the front three change the, the way they play a little bit? Are they just trying to poach for goals instead of having the responsibility to take the ball and create something themselves? before? The fullbacks were so prominent. We could just, just give it to the front three and they did do something. Now they don't seem like they can put a pass together.
3: It's a lack of quality, up no it with the fullbacks, in my view. I think the fullbacks, if they're doing what they historically um, do for Liverpool, in that if they're getting down the line and they're, they're putting in quality balls, they're going to get more chances. I think the United game was perhaps one of the best examples of this yesterday, is that not only the front three dipping in form, but the full-backs...
1: Well, I'd say more Trent than Robbo. Yeah, but Robbo... he still got five assists this year, Robbo, to Trent's two.
3: Yeah, but I'm on about just the last four or five games. Robbo is Mr. Consistent. Trent's had a, a more significant dip in form, but I've noticed the quality of their deliveries has been lacking in the last couple of games. Well,
4: what I would say is it's not their responsibility. If the full-backs can provide good crosses and stuff... Normally, an unusual team, that's a bonus. If we're not scoring, it's it's the onus, and it's the job of the front three to create something. I
0: Even disagree with that, Pad. I don't know what you think, Fran, but I I disagree with that. If you look at the makeup of the Liverpool team, the way the midfield three functions is so that the full-backs have offensive potency in terms of numbers of assists. I mean, that's the way Liverpool play. I actually think part of the problem with the front three, Fran, is that there's there's just too much pressure on them to deliver the goods. Um, you look at our goal stats this season. Um, there's a there's the, the front four. If you include Jota, have got all the goals, and then there's a, there's a list of players who've scored one goal. I mean, Matip maybe scored one. Hendo's scored one. Genie scored one. There's no twos and threes from anywhere else on the pitch. So actually, whereas previously maybe Van Dijk could chip in with a few, or maybe you know someone like a kiter or an ox might chip in with a few, that isn't happening. Like you were saying in the past, Matt, about fine margins, the loss of Van Dijk and the injuries and the reorganisation has actually hurt us in, in, in ways that we hadn't actually appreciated. Because if it's a nil-nil game and you, you can knock in a header from a set piece... You know you've broken the deadlock, and then you should actually win the game, shouldn't you? Which was so surprising with the West Brom result. I just think with I think there's been a snowball effect in terms of lot loss of confidence. I think it started losing that late goal against West Brom, Brom, and I think um, it's actually just snowballed from there. I think the confidence has just as just as just been drawn from the front three and they're not firing, and then no one else is doing anything. No one's shooting, no one's getting a header.
2: Obviously the defence has had a massive impact with the injuries, but then as you rightly said, the snowball effect, or the knock-on from that then, is what we lose in midfield. You know, Henderson and Fab both playing centre-half yesterday, played really well, can't fault them at all, but we're missing something in the midfield. So Henderson's almost like that quarterback where he's distributing the ball all the time. Maybe not always long balls, but the short balls. So we're missing something with him. And I think the front three are massively flat as well in terms of their play and not scoring the goals. Bobby's situation last yesterday, and I disagree with what Paddy said. The way Liverpool play now, they've got a responsibility with all the other players, i.e. the full-backs, to contribute. I think it can't just be down to the front three.
0: Yeah, but maybe Paddy, maybe Paddy's right. Maybe what it, Paddy's right in a way... In the sense that if the fullbacks are not contributing offensively, then are we are we actually very one dimensional? The other thing you've got to remember about the, at this point about Liverpool's attack becoming demoralised is every game, or the, certainly the last four games, for example, we've had to try and break down uh, ten men. So it's the same. It's the same pattern. So every week, it's the same. You know. Liverpool like to hit teams on the break. They like to burst free. And every time, it, it, it's just, you know, they're coming up against this wall and teams are, are defending against us because we've not, we're not playing with any creativity, are we? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know what
2: Andy thinks, but if you look at that, that's a good point of what you're making there, James, but if you look at what we've got in that squad, it's like the substitutions to the bench yesterday. You look at that midfield free starting the game, doing what he's all for. But you talk about Shaq, you talk about Thiago and Wijnaldum, probably the most creative three in the midfield that you could possibly have. And then you look at the bench, Minamino, Ox, I was thinking of 50 minutes. We're not going to score in this game and there's no point bringing Ox on and Minamino's not going to come on either. So this, this creativity... It's just, it's just lacking within the, within the team. And you were saying there about last four games not being able to break teams down, but we don't seem to, Klopp doesn't seem to be changing it. He, well, that, doesn't, he doesn't know what they're. Bringing Norigo on six minutes to go, what's he really, really expecting? Well, to be fair to Klopp, I, last couple of weeks I've said we needed a spark in
4: midfield. And I thought against United we had that. We had Thiago and um, Shakiri. I thought they played really well, they linked up together well for, in that first half. But yesterday, um, yesterday, the front three, just, they just soiled and everything. Had any good work that we did, they just didn't play well. Didn't put the chances in. I'm not saying they did that in previous weeks. I think in previous weeks, we've lacked something from midfield. The Klopp's changed it, and I thought it worked. I thought having Thiago and Shaqiri in there did well. But Thiago and Shaqiri haven't played 90 minutes in, in ages. So maybe they ran out of steam a little bit. And like you said, we didn't then didn't have any options, we didn't have a jotter on the bench, we yeah. didn't have a on the bench to then you know, maintain that or bring yeah, up the level again.
3: Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom, James, because I think the land, landscape, the current landscape alters abruptly when you say, Well, Matite now is uh, hopefully about to come back into the team. Tiago now is just um slowly but gaining more game time after a significant injury. And when you welcome back then Jota, who we hope maybe next month at some point, the picture looks a bit rosier, doesn't it? It looks a bit more that we've got options. At the moment, we've said it in previous weeks, it's a depleted team, a disjointed team. And we're going to continue to get these results where we just don't look as effective as we have done previously. And I, don't, I know we don't want to talk about City too much, but the concerning aspect for me at the moment... With the dip in form, is that I don't think in these seasons you can go a significant period of time, four or five games, without picking up wins because you just then lose the pack. And City are just incrementally building this momentum. Other teams are. And Liverpool just seem to be faltering at the moment. And I know, Matt, you had that concern, didn't you, about us trying to arrest this slump in form, really. And it's got to change quick because the fixtures now are coming thick and fast.
1: The... Uh... I I think that the last the results in the last four games is fundamentally due to the lack of potency in the front three, and if it continues, they will come good again. They they will be brilliant again. But if it continues for for the next few games into the next month, we will not be able to win the league because City now are really strike striking some 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 really good form. So we need to we, we need to sort it, and you know it starts it starts on Thursday Thursday basically. But I have full confidence in the front three. I don't think we should change them in any way. You can tweak a few things tactically. What I'm saying is, the longer they continue to to play like this, you know, it's it's going to be a lot difficult for us to well, attend. That that's the, the thing,
2: Matt. I don't think I can't see in the next cu- couple of weeks that really changing. Well, the form of, of those three up front, you know, it's quite damning, isn't it? We've had. Ten shots on target within the last four games. That's what I was trying to say before.
4: I think all we need is a bit of luck, something to go off someone's arse or well, a penalty was,
2: or just something. Well,
1: what, what about when the referee blew early in the first, first half when it Mane was through? I think Paddy's goes on about it a lot about the bad luck with referees and decisions and things like. that. And I, I completely agree, and yeah, it is fundamentally down to the front three at the moment. Um, not giving them any blame. But we've also not quite had the rub degree, the green, have we, in certain situations as well, which doesn't help. Compile that onto the centre-backs. Compile that onto the deep di- di- performing trends. Compile it on the fact that the- we're changing the midfield every two seconds. It makes it, makes it very difficult, doesn't it, to-, to-, to stay top, really, of the league?
0: Yeah, Matt, just to go back to your point you were making earlier, I think it's a bit absurd to try and say that the front three are finished. Um, this is definitely a blip. The problem is it's a blip that's really hurting us. We've got to arrest it pretty quickly. Fran, Andy, coming to you. I mean, I would I would drop Firmino for the Burnley game. I mean, I think Klopp, to his credit, was quite bold playing Shakiri because that left us with only two midfielders, classic midfielders, uh, um, and with four offensive players. I would drop Firmino for the Burnley game, but not because... I think he's finished, but I do not think that he's playing well. And I think he's um, probably playing as as bad at the moment as Salah. I think Mane is slightly better, but Salah offers the goals, um, although he hasn't offered any recently. I would definitely, definitely seriously consider dropping Firmino for the next game. Agree or disagree?
3: I I disagree. I say that because I don't think the replacements would offer the same threat as Bobby, because what we know that Bobby has is this ability to make a cutting pass, to make a cutting flick. And if you're looking then on your point, James, well, who do you bring in? Do you bring in Minamino in that, that role? Well, possibly the argument could be had that he deserves a chance.
0: How many opportunities did Firmino miss yesterday? Decent opportunities... And he just, you know, he didn't hit the target, didn't make the right decision.
3: On that rationale, James, you would say that if a if a player has a dip in form, then he must go out the team. But you can't forget the fact that the three up front is a proven formula to Liverpool's success. And I just think that taking Firmino out of the team won't cure the problem. I think Firmino just needs to, as Paddy said before, if he gets a fortunate goal, or Salah gets a fortunate goal, who knows, the, the the floodgates could open. I just, I i'd have concern about who you would seek to bring in. Now, if the option was Jota, I, I would agree. I would say that Firmino needs to, to, to go out and Jota, who we, we know he'd, be, he'd come into the team, he would um, be dangerous, but...
1: I agree, I think the options are playing Minimino, aren't they? Or playing Devok or playing Shack.
3: No one's
0: right. suggesting Devok, Matt. No, just for the avoidance of doubt. No, no Devok is not getting well, anywhere near that on. team. Uh,
1: Sir, Sir Devok did come on. He did two good things actually when he came on. Good, good shoulder barge. I think he won a corner as well. So, but <laughs> man, I'm not, I'm not suggest, We're not suggesting Devok. But I, I agree, with Andy. I, I don't know what you, Fran, and Paddy think, but I think we should just keep keep faith in the foot for him and back him.
0: I I think I think Fran Paddy. Um, isn't there isn't there an argument to playing Salah and mane as center forwards down the middle put them closer to goal put them in a position where they're the central to goal um and then play a, a four in midfield with someone like Shaqiri behind them with a view to threading balls through uh perhaps minamino buzzing round in that in that role uh, and then you've got the, the you've got the, the, the workhorses of Hendo and Genie supporting Tiago. Then you've got two players and then you push your push your full backs up as much as you can as usual and and those and those and the, well some Tiago drops in and covers when they bomb forward. I, I just think we've got to try something different. I mean, it's not impersonal against Firmino because Salah's you know stinking it out as well, isn't he? Yeah,
2: but that's what I would say, James, is that I don't think it's Klopp's style just to drop a player like Bobby. I don't think he'll do it. I think the best thing is to just keep playing him and hoping that they just grab a goal, as we've said, or they play themselves back into form. Because Andy rightly said before, this solution would already, we'd have it if Jota was playing. If Jota was in the squad, he was fit, he'd be coming in for Bobby or the player who's not playing well at the top. So I know we've made that point, But I don't think the solution is to drop Bobby. I think in the first instance, we've just got to try and play through it, try and get the confidence back of the front three, the whole squad. We just need to get that confidence back and go again. The problem I've got and the concern I've got is that it may come too late. But the next run of games that we've got, big games, especially the league, we can't afford now to drop points. We need to go on on a run of winning games now, just like what City have been doing. And equally, we've got the Champions League coming round the corner as well. You know, we don't want to be knocked out of that. We don't want to be coming back into form. The front three, and they will fire again, and it will get back to being positive on the situation. They will fire again, but it's it's how long it takes for them to, to get back into that form and whether we miss the period now, which is the most crucial part.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this for me, though, um point which which I'm raising now is actually something that's been rumbling in the background for a while. Firmino's output as we know is down, his his goals and assists are down. He's had a little pick up, hasn't he? Um in the in the sort of you know middle section of this season. But if you've got if Liverpool have got a number nine on the pitch yesterday, we'd probably score maybe one, maybe two goals and
2: Sorry to touch, I disagree. I just don't think we would have I think 50 minutes, I, I turned around to lads watching the game and said, I, I just don't think I'm going to score. And I don't think it's just Bobby, though, James. You look at the other players, no-one's really playing well. Like Thiago, can't criticise him coming to the team, but he played well first half in snippets. And like Paddy said with Shaq, that, mean, that might have been down to match fitness and not playing 90 minutes. But I thought in the second half, they were a little bit quiet. Other players are not playing well. It's not just Bobby, in my opinion. The whole team... Apart from Alisson yesterday and probably Fab at the back, Henderson didn't do anything wrong as well. You know, I think, there's, I think there's, there's wider issues. And I'm not cutting you off though. I'm just saying that I don't think it's all on Bobby. And even if we did change Bobby and brought in a Origi or Minamino, I'm not sure that would be some, just the, the solution at the moment.
0: I, I just think, though, Matt, there's an issue about, just we'll move on from this topic, about us being too predictable, too one-dimensional too profligate in front of goal I think teams know how we play how we like to push the full-backs forward and they're just snuffing us out at the moment and um, we've
1: still not found a solution to be able to break teams down who basically just just put a wall up against us and defend really really deep we've not found that solution why 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 is it that why does it feel like that it feels like that because the front three are just not are, are not striking I just not finishing. And, and perhaps we're not taking as much shots as, uh, as we possibly can in, in certain areas. But I feel like it's just a matter of time. But
0: It feels to me that you know, there's a bit of an identity crisis which has been caused by all the rejigging. And um, th- there are positives, though, as we've touched upon. Um, Paddy, I know Fran briefly touched on it then, but I-, I thought Thiago played really well. I mean, he did drop off a bit in the second half. Passing was excellent, as you would expect. Uh, there was a nice little moment when he, he dribbled past the United player on the outside of the box on the right-hand side. He's given us something that we haven't got. I thought he was combative in midfield as well, um, was getting involved in challenges and putting himself about. This is only his second start in the Premier League, his first game at Anfield. It's not unreasonable to suggest, Pad, is it, that uh, if if Tiago continues to play that's going to make a difference even before we get Jota back into this side hopefully in the next few weeks.
4: I thought he's brought some energy back into the team and he in being out and coming back into this almost like with flat or stale team. He'll have such high standards having won all the leagues, what 9 out 9 out of 10 leagues he's won. So hopefully he can drag them up. Uh it's a difficult moment but he's probably seen a lot, he's quite an experienced lad and I think the way he plays, he sets the tempo, he likes to get stuck in. He seems a great player, we've only seen bits of him, but... I mean, wouldn't that have been perfect yesterday if he skips past that man and puts that top in? It was only a couple of inches off. Yeah, yeah. And I think he was our star man, especially in the first half. He's probably... Cody comes to Liverpool and thought, what have the joins here? Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, it's
4: would You would never predicted this slump now, would you, from the front three? That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, he's playing well. And he's. I think he's only going to get better as he gets settled into the side and we'll start talking all about him once, once the other other parts of the machine start working again but it's very encouraging him and Jota, we were excited about them joining the start of the season because we thought this is going to add to what we've already got, Uh, at the moment we 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 can just look at them and say they're two brilliant signings, they seem to be the only two players playing well this season
0: The the, the other positive Andy is that we've now got a pretty good defence haven't we I know Hendo was there as an auxiliary centre-back yesterday but I mean, Fabinho was brilliant again yesterday, wasn't he? I mean, he is—he is probably one of the best centre backs uh, in the Premier League, and he isn't a centre back. And if we can—if we can, you know, keep getting clean sheets, then it only takes really one goal, doesn't it? Because if someone can find a find a way to get a goal, maybe with Fabinho at the back marshalling whoever it is. Um, we've got a chance of turning this around pretty quickly. Yeah, what was impressive, James, yesterday is that
3: arguably uh, Fabino and Henderson were coming up against one of the most dangerous attacks in the Premier League. And other than two chances in the second half, I don't think United carved out that many good opportunities. And that is to some extent testament to Fabino because there was a couple of occasions... I think most notably was when Rashford um, sprung forward. Fabinho was able just to marshal him outside the box. And what I like about Fabinho is his, his um, defensive discipline. He's almost got that defensive DNA yeah. in him. I think partly that's because he played at full-back for a substantial period of time. For was it for, for Monaco fullback, wasn't he? So he's got that. He's got that discipline. Hendo less so. On a couple of occasions yesterday, Hendo was getting drawn out, wasn't he? But. Perhaps that's to be expected from. Um, He's doing well. He's it? still yeah, incredibly well. It's just it, it's positive, isn't it, that Fabiano has managed to come in and do such a good job. Perhaps the best example of this is the fact that in during these pods of the last four or five weeks we've not really talked about the defensive frailties. It's all been at the other end. So that's the best example of how well the defense is doing. And I, I include in that as well Alison who. Goes under the radar sometimes, but he's kept us in a lot of games with just not amazing saves, but just
0: those saves which you know earn you that point and get you over the line. Just solid saves. I mean that's it, Fran. That I mean United could have easily nicked a one nil, which would have really cut deep. I mean we're all we're all in a pit now after a draw. I mean Ali again. I mean he's it. He, he makes such a difference to us, doesn't he? Two. Not great saves, but really, really critical saves at the right moment. Totally agree. I think, you know, Alisson, we need to to
2: acknowledge him as what a performance he had because he was just there, wasn't he? Same old from Alisson, two great saves, kept us in the game. I think that's you sometimes have to put things into perspective. And I was so happy that, you know, we didn't get beat yesterday and that all the talk was before the game was, You know, we need to win, we need to win, and during the game, we need to win. But last 15 minutes when they had those two chances, you know, we could have got beat, couldn't we? And we're talking, yeah, as you rightly said, being in a pit, we would have massively been in a pit, wouldn't we? Because to get beat and to lose that record at Anfield and and United to be that team to beat us. It would have ruined us, wouldn't it? We can't forget as
3: well, um, just on that point, that we're still in the mix. After a dismal couple of weeks, a couple of dismal performances, Mm. we're still within touching distance of both United and City if they win. So all that we need to do at the moment—it's a big, perhaps a big task on account of the performances—is we just need now to try and go on, on a run of four or five games of winning, because then the whole league then looks a lot different. And we we know, don't we, from past experience with this team, is that they can muster four or five straight good performances. It just—it's trying to st- stop and hold the dip.
1: You can just imagine what dice is planning now, can't you? <laughs> I don't think he hasn't got much to plan, has he? He's just gonna—he's gonna—he's gonna just get that wall going again. It could be—it could be another torrid night could be on 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 Thursday of just utter frustrations again. But you just gotta hope, haven't you? I guess
0: it's gonna be—it's gonna be double double decker bus plus missile strike, isn't it? Poor uh, poor Hendo's going to, like, you know, head the ball like 50 times in the match. I think, though, um, a point there is well made that actually a draw against Man United um, in the current situation is not um, a horrendous result. I mean, it's a local derby. You know, it's probably the most uh, common result in that context. Let's stay positive. We've got Matip coming back. We've got Thiago, who's playing himself into some rhythm. We've got um, Jota returning in a few weeks' time, and I just don't think it's possible that the, this this front three, even though I'd like it to be a front two on Thursday against Burnley at home, can go five games. Uh, I know Mane scored, was it against West Brom? But I don't think they can. I don't think Salah can go five games without scoring. Don't think Mane can go, you know, four four games without scoring. I think
4: don't jinx it.
0: No, but I think there's good. I think it's like a it's like a balloon or a boil effect. I think once, once you put a you put a pin in it, I think it you know it'll all just dissipate and the confidence will start to flow back. We've got Burnley on Thursday at home, then we've got United in the uh, in the FA Cup on Sunday, and then Spurs away the following Thursday. So we've got three difficult fixtures coming up, but we're just gonna have to keep the faith, boys and. Um, and hope that, you know, they can turn it around on another positive in the league. You know, we're not even halfway through the campaign yet. I mean, We've played 17 games. There's still half a season to play. You know, there's no reason why we should uh, start to catastrophize about it. But you can't ignore the fact that this is a, is a mini-crisis, isn't it? As uh, Joyce raised to Klopp in his press conference, you know, they've, they've got to make sure we get top four this season. Because if you look at the league... You know, that, the way we're playing it's it's near on relegation form. So we've really we've really got to start getting points and that starts with Burnley. Um boys anything else you want to mention before we finish up? No, just just
1: hoping that we can just do it on Thursday against uh, Burnley
0: really. I don't know if the match is on is it is it televised or is it going to be uh uh, a, a, a satellite TV job from uh, some remote destination. No,
1: I think it's on. It'll, be on one of the, it'll be on one of the big hits, won't
0: well, it? Right. Well, la- let's um, let's try and keep the faith, boys, and hopefully we we keep saying this after every pod at the moment. We'll get back to winning ways uh, because I'm not enjoying being fourth in the league, but I've got every confidence in Klopp and these players that we can turn this slump around. Thanks very much for joining us on Brothers Red. Check out our Twitter page at Brothers Red Five uh, for uh, our latest tweets and uh, up the Reds. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick, and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Line. The best word I can say will uh, describe this was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>